0: May the 24th, 2016, and let the record show that the meeting started at two minutes after five. Um, Everyone should have an agenda in front of them. Uh, Are there any additions or deletions? Administration, do you have any uh, deletions to make?
1: We have one deletion, that'd be the May 9th uh, regular minutes. Uh, We had a little issue on the weekend and we couldn't get them out.
0: Okay, uh, so under item uh, 3, 3.1, that item is struck from the agenda. Uh, Provided we approve it, I suppose. Um, Any other additions or deletions needed? Uh, Hearing none, I will entertain a motion to accept the agenda as written. Uh, Deputy Mayor had her hands up first, uh, so she wins the draw, and is she going to make the motion?
2: I move that the agenda, as amended, be adopted.
0: And to the sound of music, uh, all in favor? Passed. (coughs) Uh, So uh, uh, adoption of minutes, there are none to be adopted. at least it's been tabled. The May 9th meeting minutes. Uh, that takes us to public hearings. Are there any public hearings, Mr. Parker?
1: There are none, Your Worship.
0: Any presentations?
1: There are none, Your Worship.
0: Any bylaws? To there be are passed none, Your Or rescinded.
1: There uh, you go,
0: no sir. <laughs> uh, that takes us to unfinished business. Uh, the first item on the agenda is a request for decision uh, and administration request that we rescind uh, two policies, grease in the sewer main and solid waste management policy. And I take it Ms. Adams will speak to those items.
3: Yes, Your Worship. Um, good evening. What you have in front of you is a request for a decision to rescind policies p forty two one nine nine eight zero one one and P431997-01. Uh, grease in the sewer main and solid waste management. And I believe Council reviewed these in the governance and priorities, but in order to (coughs) rescind them through a motion we need to bring them forward tonight.
0: Okay. Uh, And since we uh, since that time we review them at uh, governance and priorities, are there any further questions that have come up from Councillors?
4: I'm just curious now that Sandy's here, like how much of an issue is grease in the sewers? Like I know that it can be a problem, but most restaurants That's the biggest problem. They don't do that anymore, do they?
3: Um, we, it's a bylaw, a town bylaw, and also a building code that they have to have grease, trap, grease traps. But saying that, I have seen with this new flushing machine and flushing the sewers, slabs of grease go through. So by flushing the sewer mains, we are alleviating the problem.
0: Okay. All right. Good.
4: And well, we're
3: bringing a policy of sewer, sewer flushing forward. In the near future,
0: I think I can even add to that. There was a uh, a, a a grease bulking problem in the wastewater treatment plant X number of years ago, and uh, the rake on the wastewater treatment clarifier uh, failed. And I think that had to do with the
3: grease.
0: Yeah, with the uh, the nocardia foam that resulted from that, and it froze over and uh, created some. uh, uh, failure on the uh, on the rake, okay. so it is a serious problem in our community still. But uh, you're, you, the reason why you want to rescind them is that you are uh, you will have other policies slash directives to address those in the future.
3: Right, and a policy, a town policy, is directed internally rather than externally, which is covered by bylaws and building codes.
0: Okay, somebody wish to make a motion to rescind these policies? I'll make that
4: motion, Your Worship.
0: All in favor of Councilor Burr's motion to rescind pol- the policies on grease in the sewer main and the solid waste management policy. All in favor? Yeah.
3: <coughs> Thank you.
0: Uh, the second item, a request for decision, this is a, the new policy proposal. Um, Um,
1: Your Worship, I'm wondering if we can go to item three. Oh, sorry. No, she's here. There
0: we go. Just in time. Were we too efficient for you today, Ms. (laughs) Ms. (laughs)
5: Choliffe?
0: We're not Mm -hmm. always uh, ponderous and slow.
6: Um, So if Council remembers... I was here a few weeks ago, and you wanted back information from legal. So legal has reviewed, revived and reviewed and revised the um, Res- respect workplace policy and the workplace violence prevention policy, which are attached.
0: And. Uh Deputy Mayor Manzer had a number of uh, specific questions, which he forwarded on to Human Resources. They were answered in writing by the uh, by both HR and um, and Legal. Are you satisfied with your answers, and do you have any supplementary questions there too?
2: No, uh, the answers were sufficient.
0: Okay. Uh, do does anyone have any further questions on these? on this policy
7: your worship just a a small one and hopefully uh, an explanation so I I read uh, mediation in here is it uh, perhaps I I missed it so the cost of such a service does the policy speak to that and I did not notice that when I read it so um, if something goes to mediation and there's a mediator is it because we're silent on it that the town the employer would pay is that is that usually the case
6: Yes, um, it's usually a case-by-case.
7: Case-by-case, so. all So, right. So, all right, fair enough.
4: The one question I had that, that I didn't see answered is, is when it comes to mediation or dealing with it internally, like it doesn't say when when you deal with it internally or when you'll go to an external investigator. Like, is there going to be criteria developed for that, or is it going to be on a ad hoc basis when something comes forward
6: it would be a, a case by case like each situation is different um, currently um, we'll have a third party that is going to provide training for investigation so after that we shouldn't have to go outsource as much at all
4: and I guess the real question is those decisions won't come to council now those now will stay within administration that, that, the previous policy has <coughs> a lot of stuff coming to Council, which I did, don't think it had any business coming here, and that's not going to happen anymore.
6: No, that shouldn't, no. Okay. okay. Uh,
8: I got a question on wording on both these policies, and it just it, the wording doesn't make sense to me. Maybe it can be explained. Or In um, the workplace violence prevention policy under Section 26B, says making a complaint that not meant to lead to any practical result is there a word missing there or um making a complaint that is not meant or does not
6: an example would be to bring for if you're bringing forward a complaint that you don't already have in your back of your mind that you you think it's going to be founded or unfounded like there's you know it's by it's through the investigation right person bringing forward the complaint shouldn't already have at that time bringing it forward that they feel it's going to be founded because right? yeah. it has to follow the policies and the investigation. <coughs> but I, I but mean but the I,
8: wording there I yeah. just I when I read that that doesn't it's not in any way self-explanatory I don't know what that means
1: yeah, yeah, counselor I think that the word is is missing out of there <coughs> we can add that in
8: making a complaint that is not meant to lead to any practical result okay yeah. And it, it's the same statement in the respectful workplace policy in yeah. section 30b. It's okay. the same wording. So, yeah. I will.
6: we can make those changes. Okay.
8: Thank you. Yeah,
0: so, I just want to follow up on Councillor Burr's question. So, we have a union agreement that does allow uh, the union to bring. Uh, matters to council for resolution and i forget the details on that
1: that's correct so so the way that works it works like um they can grieve um to uh the supervisor and then the supervisor uh if it's not satisfactory then it can go to the cao and if if they don't uh agree with the cao's opinion then it can go to council and council's decision is filed uh, we are going to be recommending that be one of the issues that will be taken out of the, uh, the contract uh, since HR items shouldn't be going to council at all.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, however, so following up on Rod Burr's question, the union still has that option as per the current correct. contract.
1: That's correct.
4: Is that part of the actual agreement, or does the it's master agreement the refer to this, these policies, so if we change the policies, that would kick it out?
1: No, the agreement actually, the States, um, union okay. agreement, supersedes these policies. Okay.
0: Okay. okay. So uh, I'm assuming there are no other questions or uh, requests for clarification slash uh, Uh, editing, Uh, so is there anyone that wants to make a motion on these two policies, which are uh, the Respectful Workplace Policy and Violence Prevention Policy?
7: Uh, uh, Yes, Your Worship, I would put a motion uh, on the floor that uh, Council uh, approve two new policies, Respectful Workplace Policy and the Violence prevention policy and further direct administration to rescind and replace the unlawful harassment policy.
0: And I guess she's probably asked when you said uh, adopt uh, or uh, adopt the rec- respectful work policy and violence prevention policy as amended. Uh, because Correct. there Correct. Right. Uh,
7: the missing word is from a couple of sentences in, in the policy.
0: 26B and 30B. Yeah. So if you we can just write that as amended into the motion. And all in favor of Councilor Nino's motion? Passed. Uh, the next item for uh, discussion, thank you Miss Jolene. Thank you. Uh, is a request for decision uh, regarding uh, powwow, uh, powwow powwow respect for Really, should be powwow request for uh, um, council grant. And uh, this is unfinished business, uh, and Mr. Schramm is going to uh, speak to this one.
9: Evening, council, mayor. <clears throat> At the last uh, council meeting, I did bring forward a re- uh, request for decision regarding providing a grant to the um 2016 gathering in powwow and council requested additional information which i um, was able to get uh, which i've included in the in the request for decision Uh, at the time that i wrote this uh, request i left a message with the uh, committee chair to see if the um, function was uh, was a goal and i did receive a email from her uh, later uh, in the day uh, stating that it was a goal that they had uh, secured enough funding uh, to make it a, a viable um, function, uh, the committee did ask for seven thousand five hundred dollars this year to assist them with the, the gathering in Powwow. Uh, in the past, the town for the past three years has provided three thousand dollars in funding, and administration's uh, recommendation is that. Um, the council provide a a commitment of $3,000 of support uh, to assist with the gathering and powwow and that these funds be dispersed when the event is confirmed, which it has been.
0: Okay. Uh, There's part of that request for 7,500 or, well, in addition to the 7,500 was the donation of the use of 300 chairs, 50 tables Uh, 20 45 gallon garbage cans and bags and 4 portable stage portions can we even supply that? uh,
9: that request was handled through uh, community services and we don't have uh, the portable stage anymore or that many chairs but uh, they will provide as much uh, materials as they have available and so um, Mrs. Bell will be uh, handling that
2: um, Mr. Mayor, I was at the uh, interagency uh, meeting last week, and uh, part of what they did to um, reduce what they needed for budget was to um, eliminate a fourth place, or fourth place prizes in their various events. So they're about budget needs. Okay.
0: Are there other questions people may have of? Mr. Schramm.
7: Maybe just a question to the deputy mayor. Uh, Was there any discussion about other revenue, camping fees, entrance fees, participant fees, or did that come up at your discussion, may I ask?
2: Um, No. um, The feeling by the organizers there is that the nature of the powwow does not lend itself to that sort of revenue stream, I guess.
7: Okay, thank you.
0: I have a question for Mr. Schramm. Um, I don't know if it's part of the current policy uh, covering uh, requests for grants from Council, but at one point I thought uh, the policy suggested that we... uh, we only give grants to an organization uh, three years in a row. The expectation is that those grants that we've given for the last three years uh, is is meant to make these make these groups self-sufficient. So
9: I, I don't believe it's in the current policy, uh, but uh, I am I have drafted a uh, a new policy and. One of the um, issues that we're going to deal with in that is, uh, to what extent are we going to continue supporting these groups? Whether it's, uh, you know, they have to, they can get funding one year and then have to wait a year. Uh, that hasn't been determined as of yet, but it is something that is being, that will be discussed, I guess, tomorrow at the, at the directors' meeting. Mm-hmm.
0: Certainly, I, I think I would want to, uh, I'd want to see in that policy that. Uh, for instance, you just dealt with a question that would uh, – and the question was – well, actually, it was directed towards the deputy mayor. Is there Was there any discussion about uh, other sources of revenue, i.e. camping fees, so on and so forth, that would probably have been best directed to an individual from that organization? I, so I, I, my preference would be to see if people – really want these grants to show the initiative and come to Council and answer those questions directly themselves.
9: That, that is in the uh, proposed and I believe it's in the current policy that they may be requested to come to Council. Uh, <clears throat> if Council wishes we can make that a, um, uh, a standard policy that they have to come and make their presentations.
0: Yeah, I would see that you'd be screening them to make sure they have all the information and then once you, they pass the screening criteria is, is now they can come and make their, the pitch themselves.
9: Right, and, and the, the new policy has a, um, uh, a lot more questions and requirements that must be met um, as far as financial information and uh, how it's delivered. And one of, the, one of the lines in the policy will be that incomplete applications will, will be returned we want all the information that we're asking for brought at once
0: okay um, so what well, okay. this
4: more comment i mean this is one of the events i think it does bring people into town and so i know you want to look at it not all of them are going to stay in hotels but most of them are going to have to fill up with the town, and so they are bringing some dollars in the town now whether it's equivalent to you know, the total cost of putting on it definitely I think if we just look at it at the town dollars, I would expect that there's more than gonna be, you know, three or seven thousand dollars spent in the town that weekend by participants and visitors and, you know, spectators and all that kind of stuff. But it's to me this is one of the things where the grants to group is should be focused on money, where we are encouraging people to come to town, whether it's for tourism or other kind of stuff as opposed to, you know, individual groups that just their own thing and are one is to help fund whatever their activity is.
0: It would be nice for them, somewhat, for people to be able to uh, actually show what the return on investment is. Yeah. <coughs> okay, so we have a, uh, and your recommendation was uh, um, grant the uh, this particular group uh, $3,000,
9: was that right? Correct. Is that what to I be heard? consistent with previous years. Okay. So, so Your, uh,
10: Your Worship, I'd put a motion on the table to accept the recommendation of administration to provide a commitment of $3,000 to the Peace River Aboriginal Interagency Committee to assist with the gathering and powwow. Okay. <coughs> um, sorry, with the funds being dispersed once the event is confirmed. Okay.
0: All in favor of Councillor Menke's motion? Passed. <clears throat> the um, the uh, next item on the agenda is, again, a request for decision, Ag Society request regarding sponsorship for their monster truck show.
9: This, um, this request has been um, updated uh, with, some addition, with new information from the Peace River Ag Society. Um, the truck show was going to, is part of the egg society's one of the Ag society's um, um, activities that they plan on, on hosting or, or providing this year. Um, after that uh, last request for decision came in, I received this sponsorship package from the egg society, which not only includes the um, monster truck show but uh, several other um, functions that are going to be held throughout the um, the year one of the they offer different levels of um of sponsorship from platinum to uh friends of the, the egg society and if we uh were to take one of the sponsorship levels uh we can s- spread that um um sponsorship out over the s- several of their um activities thus giving us a little bit more um bang for our buck um will be acknowledged at all their functions Having gone through um, their request, they provided budgets for each one of their um, functions uh, in fairly good detail. And uh, so, oops, sorry. So, I um, <coughs> look through and I'm recommending that uh, a council approve um, the purchase of a gold sponsorship package for $3,500. Uh, this would uh, provide us with um, um, exposure at all their um, upcoming events and falls in line with other kind of sponsorships that we have done in the past.
2: Okay. Any
0: questions of Mr. Schramm?
2: So in light of the comments on the, the previous application, um, it's noted in this budget that um, their actual commitment um, on the way I'm reading this, anyhow, their actual commitment is from Northern Sunrise County for sponsorship for the various events, and that's their only commitment thus far for the most part.
9: That is my understanding, is that mm-hmm. Northern Sunrise has said that they know that that's what they're going to be able to um,
2: get yeah. from them. So, is our, um, if we approve this, is our uh, sponsorship a- at all? Um, Based on at least one of these going forward,
9: it's based on all of them going forward, and us, uh, the town, um, um, getting recognition each one of them.
8: So, so we're basically supporting the Ag Society, and then they just put on these events.
9: That's you know we're not
8: sponsoring any particular event. We're sponsoring the Ag Society, giving them thirty five hundred dollars, and they carry on
9: for these for these uh, activities and then at each one of these activities we receive uh, recognition of various uh, various types
4: okay i'm not opposed to this but i look at the expenses for the drive-in movie. i see they're paying someone twelve thousand dollars twelve thousand four hundred fifty dollars for fresh air can we get in on that
9: (laughs) I saw that, and I haven't I haven't gotten a response. I didn't get a response back of what that is, but I think that's the Fresh Air um, Cinema. Cinema. Okay. That's the company.
4: Oh, well, it's not real Fresh Air then? Yeah, no.
8: Okay. <laughs> you don't get popcorn. You get a bag of air when you show up.
9: Really good air, Peace River air.
2: Actually, somebody is selling Fresh Air. We understand, and it's a major money-making thing in japan perhaps um anyways I, I would move that council support or approve the purchase of a gold sponsorship package for thirty five hundred dollars to the peace ag society from the grants to groups program
0: all in favor of deputy mayor Manzer's motion passed thank you <coughs> um <coughs> We uh, The next item on the agenda is AUMA resolutions and it's a rec- request for decision on the AUMA resolutions and who's speaking to this one Mr. Parker?
1: I'll, I'll be speaking to this one there Your Worship. At the uh, April 11th meeting that we had uh, we had a letter of request that came from the town of Fox Creek concerning an issue uh, in which they uh, had a bylaw um, concerning trying to raise some funds from hotels. And they were asking for a letter of support, and also they were requesting indirectly some financial support because they knew this bylaw was going to be going to court. Um, we discussed this uh, at council, and council decided that what would probably be a better idea is to actually uh, put together an AUMA resolution on shadow population because that's the real underlying problem. Um, and so basically, we have put together um, uh, an AUMA uh, resolution. Uh, in order for it to, to move forward though, uh, it has to be approved by Council. Uh, AUMA uh, has reviewed this uh, resolution that we have included in the package. Uh, they felt that it was um, sufficient the way that it is. Um, very clear, uh, short, they like it that way. <laughs> but it's, it, the ask is very important and there was enough background detail of why it's important and um, so but basically uh, the, the purpose is, is because with the shadow of population the problem that you have is you have a lot of people that uh, are living in your community but they declare a residents uh, of another province and so because our funding is based a lot of times on federal and provincial is uh, your actual population the problem that you get into is then you don't get this funding because it goes back to the home province and so um, most of our grants especially the federal ones are is based on that so we are actually in in, in Alberta in a, a very unique situation um and we are getting less money for our projects than basically we're entitled to so that's that's basically the whole pr- premise of this uh, AUMA
0: resolution okay. okay
7: so just for clarification so um hopefully this will pass council but then this appears in an AUMA resolution um agenda and then one of the councils present tonight would have to speak for it during or speak to this resolution at the session right so that is if correct if we pass this we want to make sure we attend obviously correct uh, okay well i if there's no further debate i would put a motion on the floor that uh, we uh, we adopt the following resolution um for the auma uh, conference this fall
0: so, so uh, question of mr. Parker Um, so it said that uh, a significant number of people who spend extensive amounts of time in the province but declare their residence elsewhere in Canada what about those who spend extensive amounts of time in other parts of the province but declare their residency elsewhere in Alberta i calgarians living up here and making money up here and and spending property tax down in calgary or medicine hat or yes i
1: was i was looking at the actual definition of shadow populate which they actually do have and they say it is out of province okay. um however having said that that is an issue we um students isn't considered it uh so sometimes you have the situation of students so um but yeah it, it didn't meet that actual definition because that was one of the things we looked at with the AUMA uh, when we went looking at the whole shadow population concept but that is one area where the whole concept we do know that it's the population is underreported in the various areas so um, what we're hoping with this resolution at least the province will then take the charge and uh, in, during our research we did find uh, on a web page of, of theirs from uh, I can't remember what department it was, but they said specifically they wanted to look into this. So they're saying that they want to look into it. They should, uh, if it gets passed at the AUMA, it should also help the province actually move a little forward in trying to capture this this, this population.
2: Um, my question just is uh, the, the documentation basically, besides the government stuff, is um, a study from northern... Northern Development Council sure. um, it's July 2006 so I'm wondering if there's been anything since
1: we researched high and low looking for different uh, documents and I couldn't seem to find anything
10: preta did one specifically for yeah. Fox Creek in 2000 and I'm going to say 14 um, <clears throat> 2014 2015 the summer of I can't remember now which yeah. year it was um, but that was specifically for the town, so I don't know yeah. if that was a public document or not, but they did another study. It,
1: it, it did come up, actually, on the website. Oh, did it? Okay. Um, but the problem was because it was just one location, whereas this one kind of did... It, it didn't do the smaller towns, but it did the counties. So And so it was really extensive. And that's, and that's where we got these numbers, like uh, in Greenview which uh fox creek falls under <laughs> uh it was like a 70 percent <coughs> higher uh shadow population mm-hmm. so th- that's where we're getting our statistics from even though it was older we think that these numbers are actually even low and but they might fluctuate even now but still the concept but, is but i would there.
7: presume a resolution if successful at auma will lead to more research correct. and somebody will craft the new numbers and uh th- there'll be new data
4: that is correct so in terms of the, the like, I looked and I couldn't tease it out. Like they talk about the A- NADC study, talks about the the rural municipalities. Was that towns like Peace River, Manning, were they included within those urban or the rural areas? Or as, I mean, that's my fundamental issue. At least the rurals, they get the the tax, the
1: linear assessment from that. We don't we don't get dilly squat. But but having said that. The idea was to try and get uh, as, uh, as big a study as we could, as opposed to just one. This one, even though it did have a lot of the counties, I'm assuming it included the towns, but if it didn't include the towns, the big the gist is still future work needs to be done yeah. in order to identify the shadow population in all the places in Alberta.
0: It didn't include the towns. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> it didn't include the towns and the... Uh and as a result of this particular study, the counties were able to include the uh, uh, were able to include the shadow population in some of their population numbers. I I suppose the uh, thinking was if you're in a town, they're either renting, so they're paying the landlord x number of dollars, and that then should be collectible by increasing property rates and the other one would be they're staying in hotels and and supposedly you you get some uh, dollars from the hotels not but not not w- exactly but it, but the property taxes applied evenly to everybody so
4: yeah but again you know where I run to this is collecting name, names on the petition there was a number of people that could not sign the petition because they were not considered resident because they didn't live here they lived <coughs> in edmonton they were up here some of them they were here nine months of the year equivalent but they're not a residence because their spouse and their kids are someplace else they paid taxes someplace else they were just using this as a base operations that it, it it was more than a few people that it than it counted so that so i think it's significant
0: so are you saying you have the data and we could well do no, i i wasn't
4: collecting like i wasn't collecting a specific <laughs> issue but uh, like i it makes me wonder whether or not it'd be worthwhile for the town to do our own census to be able to tease those numbers out. I mean, you'd have to do it, but again, is it enough to make it worthwhile? Because the bar is relatively high, isn't it, 20% or something? Yeah. The shadow population has to be 20% of your, norm, your base?
2: There was a mention of high level in there that uh, got accepted t- to do that and then got not accepted in the end because they're... They were 350 rather than 400 or something. Yeah.
0: Okay, uh, Mr. Needham has a motion on the floor to accept uh, the recommendation from administration uh, to uh, put forward an AU, AUMA resolu- resolution. Uh, and the resolution is.
9: No. There sure, you yeah,
0: yeah, I'm not gonna read it out. Okay, there you go. Yeah. You're gonna take up all the resolution time at the end of May or not. Yeah, okay, so sir. <laughs> all in favor, of counselor meeting of this motion?
7: I'm sure we'll find a we'll find a suitable candidate if the mayor can't make it and if the deputy can't make it I will volunteer
0: Taking it, Mr. Adam Dietrich will speak to that.
11: So the short story is they're all up uh, up to not including May 9th. That one, once um, Eilish is back, we'll have all the podcasts dating back to the earliest 2014 one that I had the audio file for online. Um, I'm just going to real quickly show you guys where you can access them now. So you might also have been wondering what I'm doing in the old mayor's office right now. Um, I've got the audio connection for all of these microphones. Why is
0: it considered the old mayor's office?
11: Well, (laughs) because for the last two terms, the mayors have elected not to use it. (laughs) There's paperwork in there from Iris.
12: (laughs) That's
11: that's how old we're talking here. Um, So basically, I've got all these... uh, microphones are running through a computer in there and just some recording software, so it's recording straight onto a computer, which then lets me upload it really fast. Uh, Google Chrome (laughs) here loads. It should streamline the whole process, make it a lot faster than before, where we were recording it on one device, transferring that into the same software, and then cutting it and exporting it to put online. Now we're just recording it once and then exporting it once. So
0: So are you saying if Council starts up a garage band, you'll be able to uh, record us and put Uh, us out there?
11: Yep. I can't say anything about the quality.
8: Of the musicians, you mean?
11: Sure.
0: (laughs) Or the the CD (laughs) that we'll be selling. The audio quality will be
11: great. So, under the governance tab, I've added council recordings. <coughs> and once the plugin loads, <coughs> um, I'm not sure if anybody is familiar with SoundCloud. It's an audio streaming social network. So this is what it looks like embedded in our website right here. As you can see, here are the previous ones. Now, the nice thing about SoundCloud is it does things like track how many people have listened to these files. Oh. Um, it shows you right here, so you can pick any point in the meeting to start playing from. Just right there. just takes a minute to buffer. See,
0: the December 14th one was rather popular. Six yes. Six
11: people listened to it. Well, some of these two uh, might be bots or fake accounts. Um, this is one problem with social networks is you get these dummy accounts floating around, and if you're active on it, they'll like a bunch of your stuff. So because I haven't actually announced this publicly to anybody yet, um, I'm assuming that a lot of the traffic that we're seeing is actually just <clears throat> these dummy accounts. It's not real traffic. But what's interesting about this is the functionality and how it works um, So again, if people log on to this website, this will work on their mobile phone, their iPad, whatever, Uh, the files themselves that they click through to our SoundCloud page, which is essentially, um, it's like a Facebook page or a Twitter page or any other social media page. Um, So you have your landing, your account page. Um, The difference with this one is it's all about music, or audio files in this case. So people can like your files, they can share them, they can comment on them. Um, I've got it set so that people can download them. You can also, as with most social networks, you get followers, so they'll be notified when new um, items are posted. Um, Yeah.
0: We have 23 followers.
11: Yes, and some of them I actually think might be humans. (laughs) So... Considering it hasn't been announced uh, yet, that's not a bad start. Um, So then some extra links here to our other social networks. So, and then the other thing that we're test running tonight is this uh, live update or live blogs. So as you can see here, and this is actually hosted in two places right now on our website. Um, It's hosted on this council's recordings page, and it's also hosted under news and events right now. So simultaneously while I've been blogging this I've also been advertising the feature on Twitter and Facebook. Last I checked we had three people actively watching it but again this is the first week we've done it. So all it does is it lets me post um, updates without any character limit, (coughs) hyperlinks um, and to share the content directly to any social media platform. So it's just a way of sort of trying to reach out to people on their mobile devices, cell phones, whatever um, around council time and see if we can get them to at least cruise our website a little bit and see what you guys have been <coughs> talking about. Um, so yeah, uh, in short, to wrap up, the earliest podcast I was able to find, I pulled them all off of Civic Web September 2nd, 2014. Okay. So all the ones from there up until now are done. Um, well, except for May 9th. Uh, because of the way SoundCloud works... I have to upload them chronologically, so I probably won't upload tonight until after I've had a chance to upload May 9th. But going forward, um, this new setup should allow us to have the audio recording online the same night as Council within a few hours of Council ending. And that's mostly just how long our Internet connection takes to upload the file. Otherwise, it would be faster.
0: So the um, you had brought us a policy a number of months ago had talked about, um, I'm not going to be, there, there's some storage issues. Retention? Re, retention issue. Yeah, it was a retention policy around these podcasts. So are you modifying that, or what, what's the retention policy now?
11: So the retention policy was more general. It was about records in general, um, but I think it was two years for council podcasts. So the real great thing about this is we can delete all the audio files off all of our various hard drives and other network services and then once a file is two years old so that one from September 2014 I can just delete it off of SoundCloud and it's gone and then if somebody has downloaded it and they have a copy of it that's fine they have a record for it but we can't produce it anymore under FOIP so it's no longer um, an issue for us and in terms of server storage space all the extra files can now be deleted which will at least a couple gigabytes of space will be cleared up which is good
0: Excellent. Yeah. Okay. Uh, any further questions, Mr. Dietrich? <coughs> this, will, this will help the local media in case they happen to fall asleep during uh, a council meeting or something like that. So,
7: so this isn't going to replace adoption of minutes or creating a paper record, um, somebody wants to foip a council meeting. Go listen to the the i the the, the the podcast or get the paper record. So this is nothing changes in that respect. Is it? that that's correct? No. Yeah.
11: This is just another transparency measure for the public.
7: Okay. And and you you mentioned Twitter uh, six months ago. Adam used to sit at the front of our council table and do postings during the meeting so tell me is this connected to that activity again and you're still doing that then Mm -hmm. okay Um, so that posting that just came up that said that we gave $3,500 to the sponsorship for the monster truck group was that something that that you entered mm -hmm. okay
11: so this is oops there's a typo that's awkward (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, this is Twitter. Um, As I've been sharing a lot of the updates from the live blog directly on it. This is just an advertising mechanism, so this helps to, if people are cruising through it, hopefully they see that link and say, oh, that sponsorship request piques my interest. I'll click on it. And the next thing you know, they're on our website here, looking at the live blog, and they've got the most recent up-to-date. So they're time-coded here. But yeah.
7: So, so, if you wanted to search uh, for the the ski hill discussion, can you type? Do, do you have? What do you have to know to find ski hill, Misery Mountain, or some such topic? Is this a, a year from now? I want to mm-hmm. come back in and have a look at this. Can I go in and 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 look for that?
11: Yep. So, the archived versions of the live blog will look slightly different than this. Um, let me pull
7: up an example well i I guess I'm just you know we we all have sh- well short memories in some cases, so you you want to think back on a decision that we made mm-hmm. is so this that you can you can search this soundcloud yep. then okay because if if you were to search minutes for how Councillor Needham voted on a particular issue you you could spend a lot of time and You, you, it's you could spend a lot of time. Yeah. Uh, So what I'm suggesting is, if you wanted to know how I voted on a particular issue, could I search this database to find my?
11: You wouldn't be able to search that way. They'd still have to click through the, but they'd be able to look at the agenda and say, well, it happened in the first half of the meeting, so I'll click around and and assume, you know. I'm I'm talking
7: about recorded votes, of course.
11: Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about recordings. Well,
7: well, we don't. No, but I'm just – I guess what I'm tr- – I'm trying to use it for other purposes besides right. what you're doing.
0: But, but what you could do is you could go to Civic Web and s- uh, call up recorded votes, and it would provide all the minutes that have recorded votes. Yeah, well, on. that
7: would – yeah, and <coughs> I, I don't mind having all the votes recorded, but that's, that's just me.
11: So, yeah, for that, to pull up previous discussions about specific topics, um, that would be in the minutes, which would be, is searchable right now through Civic Web? Um, Okay. So this is bringing up right now all the times that we've uh, spoken about the ski hill, for example, these, yours. Thank you. No worries.
8: That's, that's only the recorded times we talked about them.
11: <laughs> <laughs> Any more questions?
0: Okay, maybe a motion to accept this, uh, this item for information?
8: We'll move that we uh, accept uh, Adam's... Um, Presentation on the podcast for information. All in favor? Okay.
0: So that shouldn't come back as unfinished business anymore. Okay. So we have... uh, um, Does anyone need a break at this point, at this juncture? If not, I'll go into new business. Okay. New business, uh, first item under (coughs) new business 8.1... Request for decision regarding museum admission fees. And I see Ms. Glore in the gallery, so I'm assuming that she will speak to this item. Unless Ms. Bell s- jumps up and preempts her.
12: <laughs> thank you very much. Um, thank you very much for even considering this. Uh, we are expecting a, a national exhibit in the museum this summer. And one of the uh, requisites from the artist himself was that it be uh, freely accessible, that there be no barrier to access to this uh, exhibit, because this exhibit is um, on a national topic that's being discussed in its residential schools. And it was his desire that there be no um, barrier at all to anybody being able to to view this. And... um, so he has made that request that no fee be charged, so we have um, looked at we've given you the the anticipated revenue um, for July and August at being approximately five hundred dollars a month that's a little on the probably a little on the low side but um, so we're saying that with no fees, no direct revenue being drawn from administration or from admission fees, that we have gone to Shell Canada for some support of four hundred dollars and AUPE also has donated four hundred dollars to help offset this revenue loss. And we are um, able to put a sign up saying Donations are gratefully accepted uh, during July and August, in particular to help defray the, um, the revenue loss. So I would like to recommend that you consider our request to uh, waive the admission fee and um, satisfy the artist of this exhibit. Okay.
2: Oh, I'll put forth a motion that... Um Town of Peace River uh, waived the admission fee to the Peace River Museum, Archives, and Mackenzie Center for the months of July and August 2016 to accommodate the witness blanket exhibit as well as regular programming. Thank you.
0: Any uh, questions of Ms. Gluer? <coughs> Hearing none, I'll call for a vote. All in favor of Deputy Mayor Manzer's motion? passed unanimously.
12: Thank you very much. Appreciate that. The
0: second item under new business is a request for decision regarding the uh, Peace Pride um, Parade. And I see Ms. Bell has approached the, the speaker's table and I'm assuming that she will speak to this item.
13: Uh, Your Worship and Council, it is a uh, request from the Pride Committee for Council's attendance at their festivities on the June 11th. There are a number of activities going on both on the Friday and Saturday, but they are specifically requesting uh, representation from Town Council to attend on Saturday, June 11th for the parade and the festivities at Riverfront Park. The letter attached, just a note, had a number of other requests that administration has taken care of administratively and did not require council's um, approval process for those. They are taken care of and all dealt with. Um, so it's a recommendation for enabling of either mayor or representative or mayor and council for the event on June 11th.
0: Okay. Uh, is the Pride Committee guaranteeing good weather?
13: I'm not sure anyone can guarantee good weather around here, but...
0: (laughs) Perhaps the motion could be worded. Uh, In the event of good weather, we will enable the mayor. (laughs) And in the the event of inclement weather, we will enable the deputy mayor.
13: (laughs) I'll leave that for your worship's decision.
0: (laughs) Okay. Well, seeing that the mayor can't make a motion, we will... uh, Under our rules of procedural rules, I will allow somebody else to make a motion.
4: I'll make a motion to enable the mayor and council to attend the Pride event on June 11th, 2016.
0: All in favor of Councillor Burr's motion? Passed. Unanimously again. Um, You're still staying in that seat? I am. Well, I'm assuming that you will be speaking to a uh, request for decision regarding the daycare lease. That is correct. Item
13: 8.3. Your Worship and Council, the Peace River Child Care Association has requested, um, as per our new um, lease policy, a non-standard lease we have a land lease that's been approved by council under and um, our new policy p1212a um, their request is for a term longer than the five years that has been approved as per the policy uh, they are requesting a 30-year lease And this is in relationship to their securing of funds for uh, the finishing of the facility. Um, Jeanette Danks is in the room tonight. If you have any questions for her, I'm sure she'd be available to answer them. Or correct me if there's anything that needs to be corrected throughout this report. Um... The 30-year lease is outside of the bounds of the the lease policy. However, the policy allows for a mechanism of council to address these non-standard type requests on a case-by-case basis, hence the report that's before you this evening. The other uh, purpose of... This evening's report is to approve the actual land description. Council and Principal provided um, their approval for the new facility to the existing land location, but we were going to be expanding the actual um, square footage that we were leasing to the Peace River Child Care Association, and we are defining that uh, within this report and clarifying this new uh, expanded uh, area that we are providing. Um, which is consistent with the policy. So in general, and and there is a very lengthy, um, what's called meets and bounds, because we are not using a surveying um, specific description. We're using a term of meets and bounds, which gives a verbal description (coughs) or a a descriptive format of the actual property. Um, And I... Think I would require the CAO's direction if you would like the exact meets and bounds in the wording of the rec of the um, motion of council, of which can be provided from the report and will not have to be read word for word into the record. Do yeah. you think?
1: Yeah, I, I, I just say you can based on your report. Yeah. The uh, yeah. Okay. And, and and of course it'll be two different motions. Yes. Yes.
13: So if Council has any questions on either of the items.
2: So if this, um, if say the Child Care Association uh, ceased to exist, uh, what happens to the
13: lease? Um, As per our lease policy, we do require uh, a dissolution um, statement within the bylaws of each of our nonprofits, of which the daycare does have and the town of peace river is named i believe in that bylaw yeah 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 and in this particular case because it's directly town property um, the asset could come to the town could you have a choice at that time
2: okay and if the um uh, child care association um Changed its uh, parameters somehow, rather, so it wasn't child care association. It was looking after seniors or something. Is this lease still applicable?
13: No, um, and they couldn't do that one because it's reserve property, and the community reserve designation only allows for specific um, parameters or types of activities allowed on it. Um, so one, we would catch it every year. One in their bylaws because we require a copy to ensure that stays the same. And any changes would be through the, um, the development permit process. If there's a change of purpose, that would have to go through the, the initially through the lease. And then we, as, and the town of Peace River being the we, would have the approval process there. But there are parameters and restrictions on what you can and cannot permit within a community reserve area. Green space, parks, uh, daycares, child care—that type of activity is permitted. Commercial activity is not permitted. Um, there's many others.
0: Yeah. yeah, I don't know if this briefing note was all that clear. So, uh, you, so the, the reason why we are, so there's a motion to expand the boundaries of, yep. of this lease. Correct. And the purpose of that is so that this piece of land can be put up as collateral for a no. loan?
13: No, no. Um, originally, that was partially a request, but that has been removed. So my wording might be slightly off on some spots where I madly changed things at the last well, minute before I, I it got Well, I guess I'm, I'm
0: getting into the weeds yeah. here, but uh, I think that's our job to get into the weeds. So I'm going on... So this will be page 6 of 20 on the PDF that I'm looking at, which I pulled off the civic web.
13: Yes, and, and I asked the executive assistant to remove that piece of information because it was no longer applicable to the request. So it's <coughs> that, that would be what's throwing you off.
0: So, well, it may be throwing me off, but the question needs to be asked. So you're saying that uh, we, we uh, create... We, we redo the legal land description. Mm-hmm. We're, in fact, expanding the boundaries of what will be the daycare center. Correct. Uh, this land is not going to be used as collateral for a loan. That's correct. Yeah. So all the discussion about us being the landlord and having 35 days to pay out BDC and all disregard. of that. Disregard. Disregard.
13: Yes. Because that was a completely different report Wednesday at four o'clock. <laughs> or 3:30 or whenever it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I knew that was going to be so distracted. We,
8: so we're not co-signing alone.
13: Correctamundo. Thank you, you are providing direction for specifically the land description which we're providing additional lands for green space now that the footprint of the physical building has doubled in size approximately. And I'm using generalities at this point. And we're extending the normal term as per the lease from five years to 30 based on um, their, their requirement from their financial um, advisors asking for more of a longer commitment that the town in essence won't pull the land lease on them after five years. Uh, okay. Which is very standard and and understandable, okay, reasonable.
0: So this begs the question the 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 monies that the daycare needs, I think it's a loan of six hundred thousand or whatever approximately approximately. I think, yeah. That is going to be dealt with by the daycare society. Correct. Okay. I'm I'm all in favor of this motion now. No, because
10: they don't own the land, that's what's holding up their ability to finance. And because it's leased land, five years doesn't provide the bank a whole lot of security. That's right. So they're basically saying, we want to know that nobody's going to pull this land out from under you and you can no longer operate as a daycare because they've decided to build a parking lot on your daycare land or whatever it is. So, um, yeah. Okay,
0: fair enough. Good.
4: So... It gets back, and this is a more curiosity thing. Like, it doesn't make sense to me that anyone would want to put a, a building on a land that they don't own. I guess I'm very conservative that way. The and obviously the intention would be, and I think, that daycare is basing that decision to do that on the basis that at the end of thirty years they'd expect the town would would renew that. Is that kind correct. of
13: correct? Yeah, and as we've been there oh i'm not even sure how long the daycare previously was there i want to say at least 25 years years. yeah yeah almost 30 in in its original capacity so remember the the land lease and we've um i know we go have this discussion every few years of why do we maintain these pieces of property and why do we not just donate or sell them Um, and the idea is that as a public entity, that piece of property is publicly owned, we want to maintain that asset for public access whatever access that may be in the future. If we sell the property, donate it whatnot, remove ownership from the town, the potential is much higher for that asset to be gobbled up by uh, the banks and whatnot. It does put the town in a risk management and a liability issue. Um, however, there is the flip side of it too. So it, I guess it depends on your perspective of liability versus asset.
4: Well, it's at the school division meeting that uh, the Deputy Mayor I attended. That was one of the issues that they had. S- they're saying most municipalities are no longer capturing sufficient land that is suitable for schools. And yes. if we don't do something, you know, we're going to need to b- put new schools in. There's not going to have pro- pro- property land. And that's one of the concerns yep. they have Build stuff like this, nickel and yeah. diming public lands that have been originally designated for schools yeah. and, and not keeping them in the long term. So, yeah.
0: Well, this is sort of like a school. This is uh, the future uh, We're future getting them students, ready for so school. <laughs> yeah.
13: And you can pick either school on either side or one exactly, down the road. Exactly,
0: yeah. They've <coughs> this is their market that, they, <laughs> that they're uh, going to advertise to okay uh, I don't know if there's needs to be any more discussion or debate just uh, somebody to throw out a motion and I'll uh, allow Ms. Becky to make this motion since you made a uh, the original motion on um... okay perhaps you could do that. Uh,
2: mr. mayor I uh, move that um, the town of Peace River enter into a 30-year land lease with the Peace River Child Care Association
1: and, and, and- that that should be sufficient for the first motion. Okay.
0: All in favor of Deputy Mayor Manzer's motion? <coughs> okay.
1: Did
2: another, I need the legal description?
0: Another unanimous. You'll add it into the second one. D- uh, decision, and uh, your recommendation for a second motion under this topic. The second one is um,
1: uh, to prove the um, a portion of the property um, of lot. R1 Block 11, Plan 6722 NW, ministerly described as 750199 Street, Peace River, for the purposes of the expansion of the Sugar Plum Tree Daycare Center. <laughs> Correct
8: the apply uh, number?
1: Okay, sorry. Did I say the wrong? 6722 NY. N-Y.
13: Oh, N-Y. Yeah. NY. And do we need a reference to the meets and bounds as per the yeah. agreement? Correct.
1: Yep.
13: I, I think we would yeah, because okay. if we don't it, yeah. it's the whole
8: yep. Go ahead. Portion. portion property described by meets and bounds yeah, da da da. yeah.
13: yeah.
11: yeah.
0: so okay. would you care to make that motion then Mr. Sochik
8: so um, so I move uh, okay just hold on a second let me get this, <laughs> yeah, this one right here
0: And we want to get this right for the banks.
8: Okay, I move that a portion of the property described by the meets and bounds, which you're gonna list, right? Yes. Uh, of lot R1, block 11, plan 6722NY, uh, publicly described as 750199th Street, Peace River, uh, for the purpose of the sugar plum daycare, or sugar plum tree daycare center.
0: Is that it? <coughs> All in favor of uh, Councillor Sajak's motion? Thank you. Passed unanimously. <coughs> okay, thank you. So. You continue to sit at that table. I'm assuming then that you are going to uh, head up the discussion on item 8.4, uh, which is also another request for decision Regarding the Peace River Ski Club,
13: that is correct. I was possibly going to be away this week, hence why everyone else's name were, was on my uh, on these reports. However, I am here, so I shall speak to them. Um, Peace River Ski Club is requesting some financial assistance with uh, some potential repairs to the chairlift. Um, there is a electrical issue glitch. Well, it's a technical term, glitch, uh, with the chairlift. And at this point uh, short of bringing in the company out of the US um, the next best option that the ski club has found is an individual who's had 20 years plus experience working on this style of chairlift, this particular brand Um, and is a millwright and electrician in their own capacity. Um, So it's a very good option that they're looking at uh, at a cost of approximately $3,000 to see if they could identify um, and fix the glitch with the chairlift. They've had local individuals look at it and are at a loss, and this is sort of their next option.
8: The $3,000 is going to get the guy up here to identify the problem, not necessarily fix it for $3,000. Exactly. We, we have to identify the problem yeah. first before
2: we can the problem. Right. Does the $3,000 include the uh, work by Cantec Electric that's described or is that a donation-type thing? The
14: work from Cantec
13: was donated throughout the season. <laughs> I'll let uh, Lyndon Waits, the president of the ski club, answer that question.
14: Sorry about that. Yeah, Cantec was out there throughout the season. Um, he was out there tirelessly, along with our operations manager, trying to rectify the situation. They've come up with a lot of solutions, but none of them have come to to solve the issue. So the uh, they haven't charged us anything. Has not ca- Cantec. Everything was donated through the winter for that.
4: So I see this. The uh, Millwright is actually coming up to do some work at DMI. Is DMI covering part of his cost, or are we paying for the whole cost? No, he's
14: actually, he's coming, uh, he's doing a shutdown up in the Yukon Territories. It was, uh, I thought he was at DMI, but it's in the territories. It's in the territories, So his costs are all paid for, so all he is doing is charging us for a little bit of his travel home and his direct costs, he's giving us about four days here uh, of of his time at a reduced rate, of course, because he's already up here.
4: It seems like a reasonable approach. I mean, you've probably got it down as least costly as you can so Mm yeah
14: when we when we tried phoning superior tramway in seattle we were quoted anywhere from eight to twenty thousand dollars to get a guy up here to look at it
2: american
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay (coughs) any further questions
8: oh sorry so this is obviously unbudgeted thus it's coming from the grants for groups is that what
11: Mm-hmm.
13: So the 2016 budget we budgeted for um, the basic 20% chair maintenance and non-destructive tests. So I've put in the quote from um, inter, uh, Summit, sorry, was about 20,000, and then we're estimating Intermountain to be upwards of 10,000. They didn't give us a, a hard and fast quote. So there's $30,000 dollars in the budget. And because we were accommodating for increased insurance costs and we had to reduce our budgets, this was an area that uh, we didn't leave ourselves any wiggle room at all.
8: So we've got the testing done or it will be
10: done later this year for the fall, rest of the
13: September. Yeah,
14: it usually happens late fall for that.
10: Okay. So the chairlift operating, though. That's entirely dependent on snowfall, right? Because we're not making snow on that side of the hill.
14: Exactly. We're still not making snow. We don't have any infrastructure out there. We did cut some runs last year, and we've got them groomed a little bit, but they're still not a skiable run. We're going to get working on those again this summer.
10: But the be idea would would be that they would be skiable. Yeah. By this winter, if the chairlift were operational. Correct. Okay.
13: And Mother Nature
10: cooperates. Well, yeah, yeah. for sure. Okay. She's a testing.
4: So yeah, I was I don't know if you've talked to the rest of the council, I don't know. How did you do last year? Like, obviously, snow conditions weren't great.
14: Well, you know, given that we had our biggest snowfall here last Friday, we had a, <laughs> we had a very good, successful season. <laughs> our, uh, our numbers were up, uh, our costs were down, um, our lessons, our packages, everything was was where we wanted them to be. We couldn't have asked for a better season that way. The season, as far as snow, yeah, we had to make snow. We made what we normally make, and we cut our cut our uh, line at that, that point. We didn't want to go any further. Um, we got um, a lot of people in there that cut our costs for us. They donated time. We had a, we had a night there, a free ski night. Um, the Alliance Church approached us and asked us if they could do a free ski night where they paid for everything. So we were kind of skeptical. We went for it, and then my staff came and said, well, we'll donate our time. So the entire staff of Misery worked free that night. We had upwards of seven hundred people on the hill that night. Huh. So, and, and out of that, we got some memberships sold because they enjoyed the free skiing. Uh, it was it was a great night for everybody.
4: And yeah, what I've seen, it looks like you guys are doing a, a great job up there. So hope hope personal this winter.
14: Yeah.
7: Well, Your Worship, just to uh, I I I, uh, I think you really turned the Misery Mountain around, Lyndon. At uh, uh, whether it's uh, your hand on the uh, the steering wheel or the rudder pedals, I'm not sure, but uh, I've talked to numerous people and grandkids that used the facility, and I spent a little time over there this year, so uh, great uh, great to see that uh, you've got a, a good handle on things. If the debate's over, Your Worship, I would put a motion on the floor that we provide uh, Misery Mountain with the $3,000 out of our council grants and donations budget.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, I guess... Um, I had a question, but I, it slips my mind now that Mr. Needham interrupted my train of thought. But anyhow, let's call for a vote on Mr. Needham's motion. All in favor? Passed. Great. Thank you. Oh, yeah. My, motion, my, uh, my question <laughs> was, when is your annual general meeting, and do you have a board of directors meeting before that?
14: we had our last board of directors meeting at the beginning of may uh our next uh, agm is in uh, june 22nd i believe we have it scheduled for
10: okay and i see you're selling tickets for another truck raffle.
14: yes we have another truck raffle going it includes a chevy pickup truck this year for all those people that felt left out last year <laughs> <laughs> okay there's no excuse for anybody not to buy a pickup truck
0: this year for fifty dollars <laughs>
13: I'm winning. The Very
0: good. Okay. Miss <laughs> Bell, did you win a truck?
13: I won a side by side. Yep. Her, her face
7: didn't even change color with that.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Uh no. item 8.5 uh request for a decision regarding uh GFL, or as, as they're otherwise known, Good for Life um, Waste Management, or Green for Life, sorry. Green for Life uh, uh, Waste Management Proposal. And I believe Mr. Town will speak to this matter.
5: I will. Thank you, Your Worship. As Council knows, uh, GFL Environmental was here was about a month ago um, discussing their uh, interest to uh, ask the town if they'd consider using the garbage carts, rolling carts instead of garbage cans. Uh, they had a couple uh, reasons and rationales for doing so. Um, mostly they believed they would provide a better service um, and something that they would be able to, uh, to manage better uh, within their collection systems and trucks. Um, so staff asked some, some further questions on the uh, potential cost and implementation of this. Um, and, uh, we, we received those answers. Uh, you've had them within your package here. So, um, it basically, what their, their proposal is similar to what they discussed before. Uh, they would cover the costs of the carts. Um, they had extended that to be extended for another year. So they get full cost recovery, um, based on further discussions. They, um, are agreeable to just do it over the existing contract length. So over the next four years, um, but we did talk about other optionality, such as uh, the ownership of the carts during, before an a- or during and after uh, this agreement. Um, as it stands, if GFL is the one uh, paying for the carts, um, they'd be the ones who would stamp and identify them as GFL carts, if that's something the town wanted to consider. Um, and this would really look beyond the length of this term, Say into the future, um, if you'd want to continue uh, using carts, if you're so interested, then um, the town could purchase them, not pay for them now, but make the commitment um, and be able to stamp them with town of Peace River um, logos or her information. So that's kind of a, a little segue from um, the actual decision decision package. Um, but if if council is interested, that is an option available. Um, there's other answers there, um, discussing, you know, areas of responsibility. Basically, GFL would be responsible for the maintenance and wear and tear uh, of the carts through the, the normal um, activities of garbage collection, um, but other types of damages such as people backing into carts and, and uh, whatnot, fires, that kind of stuff would be the responsibility of the town. So there'd be uh, a little bit of cost that we would have to uh, incur, um, and then there's the communication efforts that we would have to put out to to do this. Um, not to mention um, bylaw changes and and what not to implement. A um, couple common question type areas, so you know seniors and and that kind of stuff. Um, discussions around that. There are some options to be able to maybe assist seniors with the carts. Um, and for those who um may have some mobility issues um and then further um testimonials um saying that um the areas that have switched to these are are generally in favor of them really appreciate them um we did follow up i believe um miss adams contacted one of the organizations or municipals that had switched to this um to talk to their operations and works people and they've generally been pretty favorable of it saying that um the implementations worked well, and there seems to be positive uptake by the population.
10: So, I have a couple questions. Are you are you done there? Yep. Then okay. So, um, with the costs you were talking about, the damage, the um, so you know people driving into them or you know other abuse on the carts, you're saying that that would be an expense to the town, but that would be an expense that would then be. Um, passed on to the home to the homeowner i'm assuming given that those bins are tracked yes so it, it would the town would be responsible for that but theoretically it would be the homeowner or the the person associated with that bin that would be responsible for actually paying that
5: so potentially there's there's probably one of two ways the town could do this um first of all right now we charge the 15 dollars per month per property for garbage um disposal um I would need to do a bit more work to see if that amount fully covers our contracted cost. Um,
10: That's going to be my next question, but anyhow, okay.
5: Yeah. So there needs to be a bit more work to see, you know, just what type of cost recovery we're getting from, from our monthly charge. Um, I don't have that information right in front of me now. Um, However, so we might be able to absorb those costs within that monthly charge. Alternatively, if we do want to carefully track these carts and force, um, people who um, wrecked them inadvertently, um, if they need another cart, you know we might be able to just pass the whole cost on to that individual or individuals that that damaged the carts
10: okay, because I guess my my concern when you say about increasing um, the fees and we talked about this a little bit when we when we went with with uh, what wasn 't green for life at the time, it was evergreen or whatever it was um, that we were going to be able to provide what we felt was an upgraded service at the same or slightly lower price um so we did that (laughs) and it's 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 been a nightmare from all of the feedback that we've seen people are not overly satisfied with the service that they're getting so my concern with that then is is that we say okay guys you know now we're going to move to this it's going to cost you more per month to do it but you know it should be better than what you have whereas what we had was supposed to be better than what we had so Although I'm not opposed to looking at moving to the automated carts, um, I'm a little hesitant about co- charging people more for it when we have a track record that we've had for the past well I guess it's been about a year now where you know people have gone weeks without their garbage being picked up. It's been inconsistent at best, so you know how long will it take before you'll know whether or not you know what we're charging is gonna cover these costs or
5: it really comes down to the attrition, of and and damage to the carts. I, I that's sort of the, the unknown variable. I don't know if five would be damaged in a month. I don't know if twenty would be damaged in a month. Or, you know, they go missing as people move out. You know, they take them. They as people move around town, they might take them and, and not um, record them. So the, the tracking, of these is a little onerous. I think, we haven't clarified who would be responsible for those, whether it's a public works or administrative-type initiative. Um, you know, it, it looks like it could be a little bit of a time sink. So even though we're not going to factor that cost in there, there's the additional duties that would be required to to be able to do that. So um, it's, it's a bit of an unknown at this point how much the additional carts um, could but cost because we don't know damages.
7: Could I ask you to clarify, Tannum, just if you don't mind, uh, your, your point about it costing more, what...
8: Well, this
10: the, I guess part of what was listed in here was that we could potentially purchase the bins or we could, um, I think the, the dollar figure. So, so five
7: years down the road is where Well, yeah, but, okay. the,
10: but the dollar figure, though, that was thrown out was a dollar more a month. That would then be pooled towards covering off that cost in four years or five years was the way I read the proposal. Yes. So that we would actually be looking to increase what we're currently charging for garbage pickup by a dollar or whatever number Um, Mr. Town figures we need in order to cover off that cost so I mean I guess I mean it is a dollar it's what
7: yeah no okay fair enough no I understand what you're saying no I I guess where I was at when we signed um, the evergreen contract and I remember the bids and um, it was it seems to me it was ten or fifteen thousands better dollars less and we also introduced a recycle component Mm -hmm. so that does not include the tippage to send our waste up the hill to the East Peace east landfill site. So now we end up with $13 a month and we have recycling. So Mr. Town is suggesting that, uh, well, this is without the, the black bin, but, but first of all, I, I'm, I'm suggesting is that because we're now doing recycling and we got the, the bid at $10,000, technically th- there should be some money on the table. Um, so there's there's fewer loads going up the hill, which is being billed back to us, and we've got a more competitive contract. That's how we ended up with the $13, so does that, jumping ahead, does that have to go up a dollar a month to pay for these bins? I, I guess that's the work that needs to be done, but I, I'm suggesting that it should that be that there that there's money there there has to be like, well, i don't know how much recycling we're saving but we're diverting a lot of material out of there and our rate of $13 always included whatever volume that was so we've subtracted the volume we've got a better price so i'm i'm in the school that says $13 should be enough well um, and when
10: we and when when that yeah, pro- just a minute. so when you see say
0: 13 you actually mean 15 right why, why, why are you saying 13? That's what we post? charge
7: on our utility bill for waste management. No, 15. Management. I thought it was 13. It's oh,
10: 15. 15.
7: Okay. It was 15 then. But, yeah, sure. but okay.
10: when we discussed this, we felt that that covered, our, we felt that covered our cost, and we weren't totally sure yet where it was going to shake out, right, because right. the tippage was a question mark that we couldn't answer. So I agree with you. Um hmm. But, I mean, I guess the other thing... My big concern is is that we know this is an issue. We get lots of complaints about garbage pickup. Um, I'm all for, you know, moving to a system that they say is going to be better. But for us to then go to our residents and say, okay, we think we have a solution that will make the garbage better, but now it's going to cost you, again, more when there's no proven track record to say they can even produce the service that, that they initially said they could. So I guess that's my worry. I, I, I would rather see... I feel right now that they're in a position where we need to... They need to provide the service that they said they were going to provide, whether it's by moving us to automated bins or improving their service with what we have right now. Um, But the last person that should be paying for that is the taxpayer. They've already paid for that, and they haven't gotten what they paid for. I mean, that's my opinion. Okay.
0: Well, but but what it says in the proposal is... So the, the extra dollar... To go to sixteen dollars from fifteen dollars, that was to cover the actual ownership of the bins. That so is, that if
5: the town were to own the bins, right? That's for that dollar. So
0: now, if we didn't own the bins, it would stay at fifteen dollars. Uh, there would be a time sink for our public works people to put a new bin at each each residence at the two thousand and. Uh, and ninety six residents that take garbage. That's at, correct. At but there's still the
10: question there. of the wear and tear, the loss, all of that, the replacement bins, all of that, right? Because you were <coughs> right. the way I understood it, you were saying that could fall to the town, and then it's up to the town how we want to address that. Uh, well, I don't have
7: wear wear and tear is the is GFL right? But sorry, da- damage dami- Dam- damage damage and would loss. Absolutely,
10: yeah. yeah. Sorry about that. Um, I I want to be clear. I don't have a problem with that, and I, and I think that what they're proposing is relatively fair. I just want to make sure that we're not adding costs to our residents to provide them with the service they were already paying for and weren't weren't getting.
5: I think it's very safe to say that we could um, absorb those costs within the existing uh, rate that we charge for garbage pickup.
8: So if we choose not to purchase these bins after the four-year term, uh, basically what's happening is we're leasing these searings, and after four years we either buy them out or or What? Or get another contract?
5: So if we don't purchase the bins, um, this would go up again for another RFP in 2020. And we could request at that time that um, we want to have the new person or the people, companies that bid, um, use uh, the bin system. And we could decide at that point whether we want to purchase them or if the company wants to provide them or...
8: So if we if we if the town chooses to purchase these bins either now or put some money away and do it at the end that's one option the other option is in 4 years we just start from square one and we could go right back to throw your garbage on the street side if you want
5: potentially yeah so what GFL is proposing that is if if they're paying for the bins they're the ones who are going to identify them and stamp them with their mm-hmm. GFL logo or or whatever they
10: put on it, Grimshaw does that with, I think it's Prairie Disposal. Yep. They have theirs yep. logoed as Prairie Disposal. Yep. But
7: I, I, I think the other, uh, partially to go to uh, Councillor Saunders, go- there seems to be um, some competition in the waste management business. Like Grimshaw's got, uh, I think it's Prairie, and they've got the black bin and the blue bin already, <coughs> and I believe they own them. And I don't know the term of their contract, but again, I suspect when that comes up you know, GF, Green for Life will bid theirs, and they'll bid this way. And so there's, um, yeah, there, there seems to be some competition in the business. We a number of years ago, there wasn't.
2: Um, Mr. Mayor, it seems to me that um, when we first got into this uh, garbage business this fall, or whenever it was, that it was about a $100,000 difference in the contracts to have this type of automated um, pickup mm-hmm. so we decided not to go for that th- at that point in time and there was some feedback i don't know how much s- from our residents saying no it's not worth that however I-, I thought i read a report at some point lately that our garbage um, complaints and so on were on yeah. the downward downwards if trend. you go
0: to uh, and there is a track record so if you go to reports Engineering and Infrastructure Monthly Report, and uh, if you go to page uh, three of three, uh, so Engineering and uh, well, a- and Infrastructure have uh, since <clears throat> the beginning of this year added some. Uh, they they've added some uh, key performance indicators. Uh, one of them is is. Uh, trash collection concerns slash complaints and in January is 36 and in May that's down to 4 and they've also uh, so the number of missed trash and recycling stops um, have gone from 36 in January down to 6 in May um, uh, yeah you, well i don't know do you think they're going to get 30 more in the next
7: well, I,
4: well that six question days? is whether that's till today or that was partway through the month but
7: i guess
0: that's a question for mr mr parker to answer
2: and if you compare june or january to april if well
7: i i, I won't deny that there's um, been issues with with garbage pickup i mean and i can't Uh, speak for any issues on my particular street or my neighbourhood but I've certainly heard from other people. The single black bin that we're proposing to go to uh, it's a large container I'll describe it. I I have to use the the imperial system. It's 64 gallons and that bin is rated for 250 pounds so I'm I'm not sure what our bylaw will read in terms of how that gets filled up but if for some reason uh, a resident was missed Uh, This thing's got a lid on it. That's a lot of garbage, 250 pounds. Could you collect two weeks in there? Well, perhaps. But I would think that because it's got a a good lid on it, it's a large container, so perhaps you're going to avoid the the bird problems or the wildlife problems. And if, in fact, you do have to keep your garbage over for a week, um, not the most desirable thing to have have happen to you. But it's a large container, so perhaps uh, that's sort of an unintended uh, good thing about the size of this thing. So I presume the bag limit would all be gone. So this would be a large container of garbage.
4: So. Most municipalities that do use these bins, they if they alternate. Like your garbage does scale over two weeks. One week you get recyclables, the next week they're picking up the other.
10: Yeah. Now the uh, the sorry the fourth point on here was, was talking about Napa and St. Isidore being removed from the town's scheduled pick up, pickup days. Yes. Uh, Are, <laughs> I'm assuming that they would be okay with that and they would just get a different day. Like, to me, I'm kind of reading that going awesome. So, the town of Peace River has a problem with garbage pickup, and now Nampa, it becomes Nampa and St. Isidore's problem.
5: I'm assuming that, from what I understand, on the Tuesdays and Wednesdays that they did the garbage here, they also did them in those two communities. So, they'll basically move them to another day, Thursday or Friday or Monday. So, they won't be part of our Tuesday and Wednesday um, pickup days.
0: Which also um, <coughs> addresses uh, the problem where the individi- the uh, the pickup may come to Peace River, picks up half the town of Peace River or a quarter of the town of Peace River, goes out to Nampa, picks up theirs, checks in at the waste scale at the landfill, and the individual, the the truck driver will say, yeah, I'm from Peace River. So not only do we... Do we uh, in that in a situation like that we not only pay for our own garbage, but we pay for somebody else's garbage? So, are you, were you here when the guy came and made the presentation, or was that a day you missed?
10: I think that must have been April 25th when okay, I was so, in, in
0: Whitehorse. So, so it it actually with the automated service, as he explained it, and I don't know whether he explained it to everyone or whether this was uh, during the intermission. But the automated process takes longer than the pickup process. The, the, uh, so so there, one of the motivations for them to go to this pickup service is WCB rates. So they'll have some savings there, which is probably uh, one of the biggest motivations. The other ones is, and he said this, we could probably go back to the podcast. He said garbage pickup is really a young man's game or a young person's game in this day and age. And uh, the, uh, but the pr- problem with, uh, uh, w- uh, and I'm not singling out this younger generation because I'm sure it was the same in our, our day, was uh, young people will chase after the extra five cents per, per hour extra. And so there's a large turnover in staff. So his feeling was that if he can get somebody that uh, is just looking for a steady job, and I am uh, basically a 40-year-old that uh, uh, likes the routine of coming to work and sleeping in their own bed the night, uh, that night, um, uh, they'll get a, somebody that will know the route and, it, and uh they know that they're not going to be injured or have to do heavy lifting, and they'll uh, be able to use the automated process, which will reduce the number of com- complaints about missed garbage collections. So there is a motivation for them uh, financially, which is the WCB rates, to uh, to go to these automated uh, this automated service. Which is probably why they're willing to uh, not to charge us the extra hundred thousand up front. But uh, one of the things that the individual uh, did suggest was, uh, but if you tack on an extra year at the end, I'll give you the bins, bins for nothing, and I'll, because I'll be able to recover my cost, and I'll stamp them with the Peace River logo. Uh, was the problem there that we would have to open up the contracts that that would be uh, outside of our contract policy? I mean, we'd that, we'd have to reopen it up.
5: That, that's generally the discussion. It would have violated um, both the purchasing existing purchasing policy and the spirit of, uh, oh. of of said policy. Yes. <clears throat>
4: I guess the question I have is more hypothetical. I mean, I suspect if we go to bins, we're stuck with them forever. Like, I don't believe our residents are going to want to go back. That seems to be where everyone's going. I question, you look at Edmonton, which I think has the state-of-the-art waste management system in probably North America. They they still do the bags. They still do blue bags and garbage bags. That's the way they do it there. And I, I don't know the full reasons behind that. I'd be curious to know whether it's just because they can recycle easier, better that way if, if they're not in a bin, because who knows what goes in a bin, like in the City of Calgary I heard a lot of their, their recycle stuff just goes to landfill, because people you just throwing your garbage in with your blue bin who knows, if the driver doesn't know it just ends up being all garbage But
0: Well, what what this individual said is, the automated service is is slower than somebody coming along and picking up the garbage bag and throwing it in the back of the truck so I would imagine in the city of Edmonton, whatever X hundreds of thousands of homes, speed is probably more of a more of an issue than it would be for us. Yeah. So but you're thinking, Mr. Town, that by upping the the utility rate by from fifteen dollars to sixteen dollars, we would we would get these bins they'd have our logo and then and so we'd essentially pay for them and when it goes out for bids the the next bid package would say automated service you don't have to supply us the bins so uh, uh, just give us the bid for the garbage pickup service no uh, no bins included and
5: that's that's correct yes
8: so I've got a question about implementation of this thing, and if I read that thing right, our town shop guys are going to be putting these things together and getting them out to everybody? How long a process is that going to take?
5: We did the math on it. It's probably all told um, in the 120 to 140 hour reach. So we said if, you, if we get the bins, so the bins are delivered and they're not complete, so... Um, there's the bin, the axle, and the wheels are all separate, so we got to put those together. And we used 90 seconds per bin for those, and then it takes you so much time to deliver them, you know, to a bunch of truck and do that. Um, so the actual construction and delivery was in the 120, 140-hour range. Um, so it take three people, you know, one week, week and a half to do that. Um, the actual um, <coughs> tracking, <coughs> because um, we're not sure what system we would use for that. Um, we're, we're not sure how long that would take. It would take a while for someone to record the information, record what address they're, they're being delivered to, um, even do stuff like policies around um, how we're going to do this, who's responsible. Those are those are still a bit of an unknown, but they would be managed within existing resources.
8: And, and people are obligated to take this bin. You, know, you come to my door and say, here's your bin, you've got to use it, and I say, I don't want to.
5: It would be within the bylaw. The bylaw would govern um, how we manage garbage collection.
8: So I would have to I would have to get that bin even if I said no. I would rather throw my garbage in my truck and drive it out to the dump myself.
0: I would, you could do that.
8: But I, would I still be obligated to take that bin?
0: Well, if you want curbside pickup, yeah.
2: But it if I don't,
8: what I'm saying, there's going to be people in town that say, I don't want that bin. But so it's how like do we
2: deal with that? But is it not like now, like not everybody puts garbage out every week and yet they pay their fee and... Right. So it would be
8: the same. So when you get, here's your bin, you set it by your shed, use it or don't use it, we don't care.
5: Mm. Well, you still pay rent it to my neighbor. Uh, around, around that hypothetical, I'm sure that we could figure out some mechanism for people to uh, return mm. bins to us and we could record that.
2: The whole purpose of the automation would be... The automation right
5: well they're they're obviously assuming that they don't want garbage collection if they don't want the bin theoretically so
0: <laughs> in, in grimshaw how many people do you think i, I don't program?
5: i don't know i just
8: hypothetical that's all
7: well i've talked to the mayor at a north peace housing meeting two days ago and uh the mayor in grimshaw tells me that people love the grimshaw program and it's black <coughs> and blue uh complaints are way down wildlife birds streets or, there isn't garbage all over the place um, he says they love it uh, he couldn't say enough about it didn't comment about who wanted a bin and who didn't want to bin I, I I don't think it's an issue uh, well I guess it's an issue but if you want your garbage picked up you got to use the approved bin otherwise I don't know what you can do with, well I'm not sure what you can do with your garbage but uh, you're gonna get a utility bill and you're gonna get charged for it, so why not take the bin? It's I guess some of us think it's thirteen dollars a month and some of us think it's fifteen dollars a month, but whatever the amount is, you're gonna get charged. So if you don't take the bin, you're still paying. Mm. Yeah. And oh. I will look at my bill when I get home because I think it's thirteen.
2: <laughs> I think it's fifteen and it might be sixteen <laughs> under this uh scenario well, too.
7: I, I, I don't I don't think so we need I, I'm you know, we, in terms of money, we've we've bumped taxes a couple times now, in all term we've put up water rates. We've debentured water lines over the CN. I'm, we've got no. I'm I'm not in favor of raising any money. Let's let's give these guys a go. This I don't see what the well, risk is.
0: So you 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 wouldn't want to uh, have your uh, the bins to be there four years from now. So well, four years from well, now it, we th- switch we switch contractors. The bins aren't ours, um, you're assuming that
7: the yeah, so green, green for life could pick the bins up and leave town, and we'd be hooped either that or we tell green for life right now, no, we like your contract the deal breaker is we want a logo on them, which isn't what this briefing note says, but I mean if you you can try that, but again, <laughs> there's competition in the system i mean there's so, there's two or three other vendors out there, so i so are these a universal bin?
8: Like you're saying, if yeah, we own these bins, some other company comes along. Their truck would be able to grab this bin. They're not wow, slotted yeah. with a certain fork. Yeah, this that you need s- to use that truck. So if somebody else gets a contract, they got to come back with that particular truck.
7: Yeah, it's it's th- there are different sizes, but there is that six. I call it the the, the one that was here. I think it, I call it a 64 gallon bin. That seems to be the common one. Yeah, that
8: but I mean any truck can pick that up. Yep.
7: Well, yeah, that single arm and, and if it typically what happens is they can put a different arm or a different rotator mechanism on it, but yeah. Okay.
0: So you're saying, Councillor Needham, uh keep the uh keep the garbage pickup fee at thirteen or fifteen dollars at what, <laughs> what it, it's currently at. And uh but adopt the automated uh uh, bin pickup service.
7: Right.
8: I, I would kind of agree with Colin on that. And like you say, if, if we need to track it for a year or two and see if we're getting a lot of busted up bins, then maybe we will have to raise the rate a buck, but then maybe we can justify it. I don't want to just go and raise it now <laughs> and not know that we need to. Yeah, we're, we're
7: collecting money. Potentially collecting cash for a program that we may or may not have or a damage that we may or not have. So, look we're building a reserve fund Uh,
4: well there should have been 20 grand like the difference between what what our waste was costing us prior to signing the contract with evergreen versus what we signed with them was 20 grand i remember that right so 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 there should be twenty thousand each year that you
8: know well but that's just a different budget then right If, if your budget says you don't need that you don't put that extra 20 in the budget and then not use it we budgeted less for pickup because this but is supposedly costing us less. But, but it's not like that 20000 sitting still still there. But
7: that $13 or $15 <laughs> was determined on that number that we're talking about. And in addition, there's fewer loads going to the East Phil uh, Waste Management Center, which is a bill back to us. So that cost, if you were to add the contract at a lesser number and fewer trips, the $15 is got to be more than adequate so, I, so what
8: you're saying then is regardless of how this pans out if if we do have to raise the rate to cover the garbage then we should find it internally amongst our operational process and not pass that extra buck back to the people well unless
4: so, unless as part of the administration they're take they're skimming that money off that we're saving the difference who's skimming it well whatever I, I, we're charging, we're charging our residents $15 for a service probably costing them 13-something. So there's an extra buck that is going someplace. Now, is that going back to to cover off some some
1: that? other portion of the town budget? No. or we, we, can making an we can actually come back with the actual financials on this. Um, what, what I would suggest, and, and, and I'm hearing it fairly clear here, it's uh, council seems to be in agreement to the bins but don't increase the fee. And that's perfect because there is no extra cost if we were to do this. And if in a year's time, then we do look at this, we can come back and say, hey, look, this has been a good service, the numbers are down. Um, uh, if you want to continue it and purchase the bins, great. If you don't, no big deal, because we can still stay with this service right at the end of, for the next four years, and there will be no extra cost to the, the town. So if that's where council would like to go right at this moment, um, I would just then recommend uh, approve the motion to uh, go with the bins and uh, uh, stay at the same cost right now and come back with the report in a year's time from now.
0: So Mr. Needham, uh, since you're the one that made the suggestion, uh, allow you to make the motion.
7: I would uh, put a motion on the floor that uh, Council approve the Green for Life environmental proposal to transition to the automated curbside collection system and direct staff to amend the existing solid waste agreement to accommodate this change and secondly, bring back changes to the solid waste bylaw for council's consideration. All in favour,
2: uh, councillor? I've sir? got a question. So just to clarify, the automated bins, they're picked up in the same locations as our present garbage bins. Back alley, side alley, <coughs> wherever they might be.
0: No, they may not be packed up in the back alley.
2: Okay. Thank you.
0: All in favor of Councillor Needham's motion? Passed. <coughs> um, that now takes us to um, <coughs> request for a decision regarding the Northern Health Summit.
1: Thank you very much, uh, Your Worship and Council. Um, the Northern Health Summit uh, uh, registration is coming up for uh, Basically, in uh, March 2014, uh, the Northern Leaders met in Athabasca to advance key northern priorities with government officials as part of NADC's inaugural Northern Leaders Summit Series. An outcome from that was summit was desire to see the NADC organize a host and host a summit focused on health. Um, we have received an application package to see if anyone would be interested. Uh, this was not one of the uh, projects that we had listed on uh Um, for councils to attend. Therefore, there is a a request for decision. And administration is recommending that uh, it enables the mayor or a delegate to attend the Northern Health Summit on June 16th to the 17th and bring back greetings on behalf of the the town of Peace River on June 16th uh, at the Bell Petroleum Center.
0: Is there somebody that will be able to uh, bring greetings on behalf of the town to on June the sixteenth
2: to the Northern Health Summit? I'm at a different meeting on June sixteenth. I'm here June seventeenth.
0: <coughs> How about somebody that works in the Provincial Building and can just walk over to the Bell Centre? <laughs>
4: If no one else is, I'm sure I could get away, I'd have to check my schedule, but I'm pretty sure that I could slip over long enough to do that.
0: Okay. So maybe a motion just to enable uh uh a counselor to provide to uh to bring greetings to the Northern Health Summit on, uh on whatever, June the sixteenth, twenty sixteen
2: mr mayor, I, I do think if someone could attend though it's an NADC um, type event and it's a regional health information thing as well so
0: well if uh, the only, I don't think anyone's going to a- attend so uh, I don't know what the point of making the motion is that Well, you can you can make the motion.
2: Okay, I move that um, the mayor or designate be enabled to attend the Northern Hill Summit on June sixteenth, seventeenth, two thousand sixteen, including bringing greetings on June sixteenth.
0: All in favor? Okay. Passed um that takes us to uh, uh, administration would like to uh, extend the fire agreement with the MD of peace um, uh, because it's expiring at the end of June 2016 so who's going to lead the discussion on this briefing note now will um, you, worship, uh, you
1: worship Your worship in council um, as uh, council has been aware we are in negotiations with um, uh, with the, the MDPs and also the the County of Northern um, Lights uh, for fire agreements and uh, we're actually bringing in an outside uh, um, uh, agency to assist us in uh, uh, moving this project forward. Um, we have uh, applied for grant funding from the uh, province. Uh, we're still waiting to hear back from that. Um, however, um, th- this the contract ends at the end of June and uh, in good faith we've, uh, had uh, discussions with them to uh, see about extending the current contract for six months. So it would expire at the same time as the County of Northern Lights. So um, it is um, a basic administrative thing, but uh, we wanted to bring it to council, just um, get your blessing
2: on it. So are we asking MD a piece if they want to do this or? Yes, they
1: they were actually in agreement to it also, and they're they're also taking it to their, their council. Um, and we did talk to him uh, when we met um, in uh, what was it April, I believe? Yeah. I'll make Your
4: Worship Your Worship to extend the uh, to get administration to extend the current contract for fire services with the MBFP uh, number 135 for a period of six months to December 31st, 2016.
0: Okay, all in favor. Um, next item is uh, I think it was improperly worded uh, request for a decision regarding Northern Sunrise County uh, Canada Day cele- celebration invitation uh, and I say incorrect because then it goes on to with some drivel about move to accept the information items insert number through to insert number as information oh, yeah
1: yeah that's just that's just on the top of itself um, the actual recommendation is the administration recommends that council be enabled to attend the Canada Day celebration on June twenty-seventh, 2016 for a dinner buffet being held at the County of Public Works building located at 135 Sunrider Road.
0: So enabling means that people get to charge for going there. I think people should do it on their own time, but somebody can make a motion one way or another.
8: If you're not so, enabling them to get paid, why do we need a motion?
0: Yeah, well, we could just well,
8: accept this for information, and well, anybody I, who I, wants I, to go could go.
0: Well, I'm, I'm I guess I, I'm just offering my opinion that we shouldn't be paid to go to a party. <laughs> And uh, and uh, <clears throat> but if uh, if six other counselors or four other counselors think otherwise, um, feel free to put a motion on the table. I agree. So, do you want to make a motion to accept this item for your information? Is that what I'm hearing?
8: I'll put a motion on the floor to accept the invitation to the. Uh, Northern Sunrise County uh, Canada Day Celebration, June twenty seventh, twenty sixteen. For information.
0: Okay, all in favor? Against? Okay, one in, one councillor against that particular motion, but it's passed. So who's the Who's the Um. So I'm going to uh, declare a recess. Uh, and we'll come back in five, ten minutes. Call the meeting back to order. Uh, we are now at uh, uh, section nine uh, reports. Uh, report <coughs> 9.1 is uh, Peace River RCMP charts. Um, are there any questions of administration f- on those or anything anybody wants to highlight? I'm still not, I guess, personally, I'm still not quite getting, um, I asked for this KPI collisions, and I see there's a decrease, and they have X number going down, but I don't think it's, (coughs) like, a lot of these we don't have much control over, um, but the hope was that the, uh, the photo radar would reduce collisions. I see it is reducing motor vehicle accidents, but there isn't a very long-term trend there. So, um, yeah, to me, I, I don't particularly care for the RCMP uh, information. It's not presented very well, but I don't know how others feel. <coughs>
2: Um, Mr. Mayor, I just note that for the RCMP, the common police activities, the false alarms, still seem to be upward.
0: So, so these are the nine nine one one calls? Is this well, true? there's
2: false alarms, and then below that it says false slash abandoned 911 call and 911 app, wherever that is.
0: what page is that mine won't even open
2: page 95 of 139 Uh,
0: perhaps you can tell mr. Dietrich that the uh, Civic web for the police RCMP report is an opening can we get the other page
4: I thought the staff sergeant was going to come back with a proposal for bylaw to to, to deal with that, the false alarms, wasn't he? I,
2: not
0: that I recall.
2: Mr. Mayor, did it open now? Uh,
11: try the WAD.
0: That one. Oh, okay. Because the...
11: That first one's a PowerPoint. I'm not entirely sure what it yeah. is. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Okay. (coughs) The second one is violations per hour. That's global traffic. Yeah,
0: that one opens up. Okay. Is this the WAD WAD report? Okay. (coughs) So, uh, motor vehicle... So we have Total Motor MVC, Total MVC Provincial Traffic. So these are just tickets, right? And then there's a Collision 1.
1: Citations and also just what type of calls they're going on also later on in the report and what kind of problems and issues that they're dealing with.
0: one set for the town and one for the region, right? Yeah, it looks like. So (coughs) anyhow (coughs) I don't know. Yeah, I think they could do a better job in presenting this information and focusing on some key areas. One of the reasons for bringing in the uh, <clears throat> the photo radar was to uh, reduce speeds and motor motor vehicle collisions. So, be kind of uh, worthwhile seeing statistics to. To either dispute that or not.
1: Yeah, we see the speeds. They don't have the. I don't have the one for the collisions, but I do have the one for the speeds, and and the speeds have demonstrated over that year. Time has definitely decreased.
0: Good. Okay, CAO reports. Um, Are there any councillors with questions on this?
2: I would just um, one of them. It says Yellowfish Road Program mee- Meeting. Wh- what is
1: that? Oh, so the Yellowfish uh, Program Meeting is uh, it's a program with um, oh, goodness me, uh, t- the new department, whatever it's called, Fisheries and Environment. I,
7: yes. think, I think it's in Environment and Parks.
1: Yes. So anyway, what, what it is is it's a program dealing with uh, a combination of the town. Um, the province and also schools and, and what they do. It's an educational program and uh, what they do is they go uh, uh, in the town, uh, they will drop off little packages, a little package, um, a little door knocker kind of like thing, talking about whatever you throw into the drain ends up into the water in the streams and it could da- damage your environment. And then they, the other thing that they do is they go around to the sewer drains uh, on the street and they paint a little yellow fish to basically kind of give the indication that uh, uh, if you do oil changes and it drips onto your uh, sidewalk and then yeah, it gets washed off by the rain into the gutter, that actually goes into the, the sewer system and, <coughs> and it, it's just a public information <coughs> uh, environmental type program. So Peace River does this? Uh, we used to do it. So that was the meeting was, sh- sh- do we want to do it again? And uh, we suggest we'd be interested in doing this. Um, so what it does, it consists of time, some of our staff time, so and and then the local schools also get involved. And so what we do is uh, we we give them the locations of where to go. We actually send some sh- uh, chaperones, kind of, so that they can do the painting, uh, and then um, they provide uh, um, chaperones also so that they can drop the door knockers off. So it's a collaboration type project mm-hmm. here.
0: And then we pray that nobody drops a can of paint down the... <laughs> it's down all the
1: water-soluble, sweat. actually. so. <laughs>
0: it's all water-soluble, so it doesn't last? Is that what you're saying? Yeah.
1: And, and, and that's why we used to do it. And uh, so what happens here, it's, uh, or it's environmentally friendly, whatever, one or the other. Uh, but, yeah, it, uh, it only lasts for a couple of years, so you have to keep on doing the program.
8: program's been around for a lot of years. It's yeah. pretty common. I can remember that. Fifteen years ago, we used to do that. Twenty years ago, yeah, yeah we did. I've seen it in Vancouver. No, we had it here.
0: Uh, Deputy mayor can take that to to uh, to the uh, mighty Peace Watershed Association as she's making her campaign speech to be reelected to small urban position. And there's the AGM is being held in Peace River this Saturday this Friday and at the sawridge okay and um, anyone that shows up and registers has a vote on the uh, board members, right? I think so <coughs> Um, so, uh, so hopefully, uh, on your in your communications section next month, we'll be able to see uh, uh, that you've been able to put a number of the KPIs on the uh, on the website.
1: actually we are working on it Um, first trying to find uh, all the KPIs trying to put together a a program so it has gone to the directors meeting Um, we have uh, had a discussion with uh, communications so we're adamantly working on it we're trying as hard as we can to get a a good program out there
0: another as your uh, communications officer describes it transparency tool Mm -hmm. Uh, community services monthly report Um, Good to see, Ms. Bell, that you're increasing the numbers at the pool and other locations over this time last year.
2: So I just have a question. Um, With respect to the new bridge and whatnot, when will we have a plan for trails and ball diamonds that might be affected by that bridge planning?
1: Yeah. So we've already had one meeting with um, uh, Alberta Transportation uh, in that project. They did look at uh, um, at the trails and how they're going to be moved. Uh, There are some issues with crossing uh, because we're going to need new crossing agreements with CN. So um, that is going to be an issue. Uh, We do have it so that the, the new bridge is going to have a trail or a path under the actual bridge itself. Um, and halfway through it, there's going to be a little look lookoff. Um, they have designed so, and yes, no, we don't want swimmers. Um, is that going so, a
4: security problem? And is, if it is, is it our problem or transportation's? It's, it's their road, it's their trail, their their bridge. Would so, be
8: any different than any other major center that has their walkways and trails through the?
4: Yeah, no, but bridges. right now the traffic can see people walk along their bridge. If it's underneath the bridge, you get out on red bridge, you know, you get stalkers hiding out there in this little cul-de-sac they're going to put out there. Is that...
1: It's all open. It's all open. It's so all open. you can see it from one end yeah. to the other end. Yeah. Um, so... Oh, you're
0: not referring to Edmonton's high-level bridge problem.
1: What? People jumping off? No. <laughs>
5: you're more
10: worried about people not... You're more worried about the the cars passing along providing safety to the pedestrians in terms of what's visible yeah yeah Yeah. you put it underneath and people can't see what's happening so it could make it risky for the pedestrians is what you're
1: thinking yeah it's lit up my understanding
13: my understanding is to be well lit yeah Yeah. and you may be able to see it from the other bridge because it'll be underneath. Oh. So yeah. I'm sure there'll be some sight lines, but I, I can't say for certain because yeah. I haven't seen <coughs> a design side-by-side side of what that would look like. I really don't know. But the ball diamonds are to, so far, should be fine. Okay. Is what we're told to date. So the trail will be redirected. Uh, right now it's going in the right away on the south side of the ball diamonds. It will be redirected through... Um, ball diamonds there's a quite an access point between the two and it'll it'll just be rerouted through the ball diamonds which would be fine be a lovely walk
12: yeah
2: so, we'll have to have money set aside though to revamp this or
13: transportation not? as part of the project is doing this project yeah And I believe, and I wasn't at the meeting, so I'm going based on a recollection of the minutes and the representative who went on my behalf, um, that they were looking to do, start the trail work sooner than later, yeah.
0: So do you have access to your community services report? I
13: happen to be on there, but I might have closed it off. But I'm sure I can go based on memory.
0: Okay. So you've got page 5 of
13: 13. <laughs> I have it still here.
0: There's one table.
13: First of all, I can't read this small. <laughs> okay. Page 5 of 13.
0: Wow, uh, it's on my PDF, yep. is 5 and 13. Yes, right? yep. So uh, this table isn't all that self-explanatory. So I got event program, I got May 2015. So is this second column supposed to be May 2016?
13: That's correct, yep. Yeah. Yep, number of clients served year 2016, uh, vol- number of volunteers 2016. So the, it's the comparison of the month.
0: Right. Yeah. So this, that one plus the one above on the aqua on the on the uh, on the aquatic facilities can we have a a year to date number and then uh basically uh, i'd like to see a running total as well
13: for the pool
0: yeah and and for the other one as
13: well just a note on the home support it it'll be similar every month so your year to date will be similar so she has typically 30 clients and typically it's 30 clients for the year she gains a few loses a few so I'm not sure in terms of you won't see a lot of um, variation there the pool absolutely the museum for sure Um, volunteer income tax is a once a year program so she showed you for that month that's when it was offered so some of them may not have a year-to-date um, applicability. Just, just a note. Okay. But we can put something together. Yeah.
0: So engineering and infrastructure, uh, we've added some more KPIs. Um, so we have the number of pothole repairs plus uh, uh, where you are in terms of roads and alleys, swept clean... Okay, and um, you've got your uh, capital equipment purchases.
2: So is the sewer camera being used now?
1: Yes, it's purchased and being used.
2: So with respect to that neighborhood renewal, uh, are they... On target time wise, or?
4: I had an email, they were supposed to be cameraing today. <laughs> they wanted the vehicles off the manhole so they could do it. I have a question on the like the sewer renewal and whatnot. I mean, 1% is probably better, or commitment to 1% is probably better than what we've done in the past, but 1% that means they'll take 100 years to go around. That's probably something we should maybe look at or maybe something we
1: can punt to the next council I don't know (laughs) we could do a 100% increase
8: feel pretty confident about that
0: okay so uh, so the 88,000 meters so are you saying we we only have eighty-eight kilometers of piping, right? So it's, so what you're saying—one percent of eighty-eight kilometers, or well, eighty-eight kilometers, eighty-eight thousand meters—and likewise with these other numbers. <laughs> And uh, we're finding out how many d- graves have been dug. Uh, it's probably worth noting. And so now you have the waste management stuff, and we've got the number of complaints being tracked. Um, so we still need to get some uh, some actual waste numbers in terms of... Uh, much is deposited in the landfill how much is recycled and what that is costing us in terms of dollars so, okay and so our goal is going to be to limit the number of missed trash and recycling stops to five or less per month And, uh, and increase the percentage of trash diverted from the landfill to 30%. Okay.
3: So okay. What,
2: that? What, what does that mean? Increase the percentage of trash diverted from the landfill to 30%. So 30% more recycling or 30% less um, dumps of the garbage truck or...
1: Yeah, it's basically so it could be a combination. It could be a combination of, of, of a public reusing what you've got right there instead of just automatically throwing it into the garbage. It could be uh, recycling, and and it, those are the bigger ones. Yeah.
2: So how would you measure that? How, how are so, you so? The able uh, the to only way that. we
1: can actually kind of measure it is just basically take a look at um, the previous times of how how much is being dumped. So each month we're charged at, at the the landfill. Um, so then what happens here is you can start taking those numbers uh, of how much you're being charged for and slowly track is it decreasing so uh, Nova Scotia had a a great project uh, that did that Um, but there was an incentive a huge incentive for municipalities to do that because what happened the province actually gave money to municipalities to decrease the amount of trash that was going to the landfills well and
7: furthermore green for life should be able to give you their plastic bales, their new sprint rails, their cardboard yep. bales, and whatever that number is, yeah. I, I would I would like to think is well past the thirty percent range. So yeah. that I would hope that that would be a pretty big number. Yeah. Although and when we first looked at it, it didn't seem that big. But uh, so there's two sources: the the numbers right from the landfill themselves and mm-hmm. Peace River Waste Management, and then the numbers from Green for Life. So mm-hmm. you should be able to see you should be able to see what the diversion number is.
0: So you, uh, I I think Elaine Administration would just add trash handling, plus recycling from curbside, plus recycling from the Eco Center, and then uh, <coughs> take that total, and uh, and take the percentage. How what percentage of that is that total is recycled, and if that is uh, more than thirty percent we would have met the criteria. Granted, some of those people that go to the eco center seem to be from the MD of Peace. <laughs> <laughs> they should be from the region, shouldn't they? They should just, well, the the region, when it comes to waste management, is Northern Sunrise County and the town of Peace River and the town of Napa. <laughs> Imagine
2: those that live down Shastbury would be partaking
0: yeah but uh, it's not going to be perfect world so I would see that being the uh, meeting that criteria okay um, any other questions on engineering and infrastructure things people want to see in that, that report or not Uh, So the other report was fire, wasn't it? Protected services. And uh, I did have a question on that. So we, I forget which month it was. So you had four structure fires in the month of April in the town of Peace River, but you only indicated one in the comments. So I was, I was wondering if there was a typo there.
15: Uh, no, basically just I highlight uh, the significant one. Um, some structure fires are classified if there's smoke in a building. Um, so maybe from a, a pot on the stove sets off alarm. It comes into us as a structure fire, cuz oh, a potential okay. structure fire. Um, then the one actually noted was, was actually a a true structure fire where the fire was actually noticed by the duty officer driving around. It was a fire in a porch in a residence in the Cool Springs uh, Trailer Park. I um, actually noticed it and actioned it very quickly and uh, knocked it down before it... Uh,
0: oh, so you were the officer on duty?
15: Uh, yes, I was that one. Um, I just noticed yeah smoke coming from that area and I thought that's a, I thought it was one of the truck and diesel exhausts, so I thought I'd just go check it out and uh, saw that it was coming from from one of the uh residences there and uh tried to alert residents. there was no one in the uh, the occup the uh, occupancy at the time and used the fire extinguisher that we carry on our trucks and quickly knocked, got it knocked down and uh, before the trucks came in, so basically saved the whole uh, Right. the whole structure. So.
8: Was it like an electrical thing, Tim, or do you know?
15: Uh, it was... No, it wasn't electrical. It was... Uh, I won't say what caused it, because it's public, but... Uh, okay, so... Uh, we did investigate uh, it, and it wasn't... It was accidental, so... Uh,
0: yeah, so uh, I wouldn't... So when we get... When, when you maybe list those in the comments, just say... Uh, uh, one significant and three others were considered okay. uh, non-significant or. Okay. Uh, sure.
7: Uh,
0: okay.
7: Good. May I ask the uh, Asco Fire Chief, the Acting Fire Chief, a question? So a year ago, lots of discussion about something called medical co response and we'd see a number on these charts, and I remember numbers of. Fifty to sixty was not uncommon. Now I see a medical first response. Uh, I presume that 's the same thing. The category where AHS says that we need either lift and assist or a heart attack, whatever those echo calls are yeah, so could you comment him just so how 's a loaded question perhaps, but how's that working? I mean, there was quite a change. In training, uh, and and I am looking at the number here. But if I had a number from a year ago, it would it was considerably higher than that. So uh, I'll put you on the spot here. Is this? Uh, can you can you comment as to how that how that's working?
15: Uh, with the with the previous arrangement, uh, we were we responded to every medical call in the town. So then the numbers were in the 40 a month. Um, range so now as you said it changed to now we're we're called when there's a real need either for the lift assist or for a cold call um, so now we're down to the you know one to three
7: uh, calls per month um. okay. and and again the the volunteer base uh, your staff uh, the community have uh, you heard comments one way or the other did anybody notice uh, was it um, I haven't really heard really much comment on it. Okay, to be honest, so from the public. This, this hasn't been a. Th- this hasn't been a, a, a bubbling issue in the background. That uh, it seems to have resolved itself, and uh, volunteers and staff have not said anything about uh, their training requirements. Or I think. Uh,
15: uh, some of the people that are trained to the highest standard, the EMR and the EMT, right. and, when that was taken out of the budget, they're, they're now to maintain that standard. So they, they basically they have to pay their
7: own registration right. now. But if they attend um, such an incident, they can practice. They right? can
15: practice that level of scope. It's just they're, they're continuing the registration to maintain that through right. the Alberta College of Paramedics is now on the individual rather than being covered by the town. Right. So that uh, there's some people who find that a little, it's a hard, you know to take but um, okay. it's a $425 a year registration so um, okay fair enough but the, the comments we 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 get from AHS when we do assist them I mean they are very grateful to have us respond um, and often that you know it's getting a large pace patient from a second floor residence or one was uh, the fourth floor from Heritage Towers when the elevator was out of action and uh, basically carry a patient down four floors. So um, we can definitely assist with those and also with the uh, the, the, um, the echo calls, the heart attacks, the um, non- non-responsive, non-breathing patients. So. Good,
7: thank, uh, thanks for that.
2: Thank you. Just a question, um, in the um, garbage concerns in the, what is it, the engineering report, <coughs> In April, it says kind of 22 or 25, maybe, depending how you look at it. And then in the April report here, it says 18 is the complaints received or something. Are those different, different. things?
10: That's bylaw you're looking at. So wouldn't they be the same then? That'd be like people not putting garbage in their garbage bins and Ravens getting into them. And
1: So, so what happens with bylaw in, in a lot of cases, um, and in some of them, but, but when you do read the report, it, it looks like it's mixed up a little bit together. Like, for example, if you take a look at the one on, let's see, that's the March one. They have garbage 38 complaints under bylaw. Mm-hmm. Um of those ones those are the ones that were specifically investigated by graham so graham looks at some of them but not all of them and some of them are dealt with by public works so th- okay. and th- so it's kind of a, a little convoluted in that aspect okay. Okay. um and and what we did find and one of the things that we did just just to let uh know <coughs> is we actually had graham at times go before the garbage truck went out there and one of the reasons was because we were getting repeat people who were saying, oh, they missed our garbage, they missed our garbage. So then what he did is he would go out, track to see if garbage was missed or if garbage was actually put out. And then what would happen, we'd get a um, uh, report that the garbage was missed that day, but he was already there and he knew the garbage was put out late. So those are one of the things we were trying to track.
10: Um,
1: so when you so were they getting,
10: do actually o- interconnect then?
1: They were of interconnected in that aspect so that's how we were trying to get that we we're trying to be a little more proactive in that aspect
10: but then it's a little deceiving though then because we go off the Public Works report or that's what we did tonight yeah in terms of garbage complaints but then the deputy mayor makes a good point then I assumed those were were the bylaw the the garbage uh, Bin complaints, the raven complaints, like those types of things. But you're saying it's actually a combination of both. It's a combination. Yeah. So when we determine that it's it's a that it's a pickup issue, then does it be, does it get transferred to a public works complaint or does it stay with bylaw?
1: I don't know, and I'd have to ch- double check that. See, we're just trying to kick off these uh, KPIs, so. Um, that was one of the things at the directors meeting. We we wanted to make sure that we had some information coming to you. So we'll we'll solidify it so it gets a little better and a little coordinated. And it also, um, yeah, we, we really wanted to make sure what is bylaw, you know, and how they're how, how active they are. And we want to make sure council was
0: aware of that. So um, you have uh, under bylaw, to find this again um, must be in the other month uh, assistance 21 so I'm assuming three for FD as fire department one to AGLC uh, is that to the liquor commission or
15: uh, yeah I'm not sure what uh,
0: oh okay what
15: it was entailed.
0: okay and then two to service Alberta um, okay. And then you have up in traffic and parking, two GOA after report. Uh, I don't know what, what does that mean. Two Government of Alberta vehicles were cited for bad parking or what?
15: <clears throat> um, I'm, I'm not sure on that either. I'm just giving it as Graham gives it to me.
0: Yeah. I, oh. I think I just underscored my point. Is Yeah, fair enough. Okay. Um, uh, any anybody have other questions on the reports? Uh, if not, maybe a motion to accept items uh, nine point one through nine point six for information, or not. Are you, are you making that motion, Councillor Mankie? No. Okay. All in favor. Uh, that takes us to councilors' <coughs> reports. Uh, uh, item ten point one is Dep- Deputy Mayor Manzer's monthly report, uh, setting the trend for all councilors to come. And it's on Civic Web. It actually isn't. I got it off Civic Web. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah um is there anything in your report you want to highlight
2: um mainly the the watershed um in particular the rain barrel project and people have until may 31 to go on the website and pay for a rain barrel if they want it delivered to peace river for them to pick up we already mentioned agm and thank you to councillor Sawchuk for leading the tour of the Pats creek project for the group uh they most of them did not know that uh, Pat's Creek existed uh, underneath the the land uh, that we see in Peace River, and um, other than that, the regional library they're quite happy or happier that uh, their funding is going to be based on the 2015 population levels, whereas. Previous to this, uh, they had just got a change to 2014, and for years it was at 2010 levels, so they're quite happy, in particular Grand Prairie's very happy. Um, I went to Northern Lakes Council um, of Community Education Committees, and we had a presentation by Charlene Bearhead on... um, She's from the National Center for Truth and Reconciliation, and uh, it was a very interesting presentation. And the rest you can probably just read. Well, if you look at average vehicle speed, um, it's in a 50 kilometer per hour zone, and the average is 43 to 44, so I think we'd need more explanation because that doesn't seem that people would be going slower by 5 kilometers or more.
4: And then you see the one the fifty zone there had somebody doing 160, so like I said, is it a
0: log normal distribution <laughs> okay. Okay. So no verbal reports from other counselors? Okay, to accept those
4: reports, uh, reports what is it, i I'll make that motion worship to accept these reports for information.
2: The counselor said, anyhow. Uh, so, are we um, pre registered for that, or are we supposed to go there and do it ourselves? Because
1: I, I can't remember if, if we. I thought we gave our, our information um, to. I know
4: I'm registered. Cause I'm, I'm getting emails. They changed the venue today, yeah, and I yeah. got an email saying that, that venue changed. Right. So, yeah. if you're registered, you should be getting stuff.
0: Library Systems, AGM Meeting Highlights. Um, I think you've pretty well given those to us already, Ms. Mazur. Is that correct? Uh, yes. EMS Open House. Uh, that is on Thursday, is that? Yep. Right. So, pretty uh, informal event. No ribbon cutting. Okay. That'll be this Thursday from one till three o'clock. And I take it everybody is welcome. It's an open house. <coughs> so they'll probably have some cake there. Uh, County of Northern Lights letter regarding Alberta Community Partnership Grant Program. And I think he spoke to this earlier on, Mr. Parker. Uh, this is to Basically, uh, have they agreed to have someone facilitate a, uh, a discussion around the renewal of the, uh, the fire services agreements? Correct. Uh, motion to accept items ten point one through ten point four for information. So move. All in favor? Councillor subjects motion. Uh, any notices of motion? Mr. Parker?
1: There are none, Your Worship. Um,
0: I'm looking out over the gallery and wondering. I'm actually I'm not wondering if there are any comments that the public wishes to make. Uh, it's a fairly sparse crowd today, so I'm assuming that there will be none. Uh, the. Uh, <coughs> Uh, This takes us pretty well to the end of the meeting, uh, except for the in-camera session. Uh, Key communication items. Uh, Mr. Taylor, are there any items that piqued your interest? And uh, are you wishing to arrange interviews for your uh, inimitable sound bites that you put on CKYL?